Podcast, the show that brings you insightful conversations about everyday topics. We just aim to keep the discussion above the average. Our guests are the ones bringing the social proof to the conversation. Let's get into it. I'm your host, Derek Asante, and today we have a special episode. I'm really excited about this one. It's a, it's going to be a nice and short one, shorter than usual, I guess I'll put it that way. Um, and my guest is is one that's coming from a very unique field. And I think it's going to be a lot of insight that we're going to gain from this conversation here. Uh, So I'll have her actually introduce herself. That way you guys can get all the details and everything that we need to know to get this conversation moving forward. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Derek. Happy Refugee Rights Day. My name is Mbalu Lumor, and I work for the Canadian Centre for Victims of Torture. Awesome. I wanted to get you on here, just kind of share a little bit of insight on, on, you know, refugee rights day and what does that actually mean and what is the significant like of it and how important is it and why should we all be, you know, aware of it and, and um, pay closer attention to it? So, well, um, refugee rights day uh, falls on April 4th. It is uh, recognized every um, April 4th, uh, which commemorates a historic decision um, made by the Supreme Court of Canada, a decision that changed the fate of many refugees arriving to seek asylum in Canada. So on April 4th, 1985, the Supreme Court ruled in what came to be known as a Singh decision, right? So a Singh decision um, that the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedom protects everyone's right to justice uh, when life, liberty, and the security of the person is at stake. Oh, wow. Yes. So um, the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, uh, which is um, Section 7 of it, of the Charter, protects everyone's right to justice, right? Right. Um, So everyone, including refugees, even though not citizens, Mm -hmm. are human beings. um, And as human beings, they're entitled to the three things that I mentioned, which is life, liberty, and security, and therefore they're entitled to an oral hearing. So when they land into Canada, they do have a right, and their right is protected by the Charter of Rights. So not only at the international level, but they are also protected within the Canadian Charter of Rights um, in accordance with the principles of fundamental justice. So they have a right to make an oral hearing. So not only paper, not only submitting their stories in paper, but they do have a right to submit it, um, as, sorry, to actually do a oral hearing. Oh. So this was very important, and that's why every year it is celebrated um, in Canada. Wow. So I, I looked it up a bit, and I think it, it, the ruling, uh, or I guess the milestone, was established in 1985, I believe it was. Yes, um, 1985. That's yeah. incredible. I think I think about that, and I'm I'm five years old at that at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it is important. So everyone has that right, you know. Even though they're refugee claimants, they they do have a right as human beings to be heard. So, talk to me a bit about refugees. I mean, a young person or even an elderly person, someone older, um, hearing that word. And I remember when I was younger, it was 
looked at in a negative way, right? It had a negative um, tone to it mm-hmm. when, when someone called you a refugee. But what does it actually mean? I just want to kind of educate people on, on what that actually means to be a refugee and, and how can that happen to any one of us? Well, it can happen to anyone, right? right? Um, and in general speaking, it's um, displaced person who has crossed national boundaries or who cannot or even willing to return home right, due to well-founded fear of persecution. So that's a general um, definition. But it could happen to anyone. And that's why it's important for us to, when there's a refugee in the country or someone who needs help, it's important for us to work together and support one another because it's, they're human beings just like anyone else, mm-hmm. right? So you hear that argument. There's an argument or, I mean, I think that argument is more stemming from an ignorant space, but I'll, I'll bring it up anyway, because I think it's important to kind of help some people digest this topic. Why should we, you know, embrace them? Because somebody's always going to say, well, we need help here at home anyway. Uh, why are we, you know, providing our resources to somebody else who's not from here? They haven't paid taxes and so forth. Right. So I'm playing devil's advocate here. Well, who said that refugees don't pay taxes? That's the question, right? I'm just saying, people say that, but refugees, when they come in, they're working just like anybody else. They're working hard. And in fact, actually working hard to support their families, right? They have families, they're not here just to sit down. And that's just um, a myth that's out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But refugees are actually uh, one of the most resilient people ever. Um, And a lot of people in leadership positions, um, you know, historically um, have been refugees themselves, right? So it's it's that rhetoric that they just come in and they sit down, it's absolutely a myth. Uh, They do contribute to this uh, society. They do contribute to this Canada. It's a shame that sometimes even in terms of health care, they're denied or in terms of status, they're denied status when they're actually working and paying taxes just like anyone else in this country. So they're one of the resilient people that you will ever meet. Yeah. What would you say to somebody who says, what are some of the benefits to having refugees in your country? Human rights, right? Taking care of another. We're all part of citizens of this world, right? Um, And no one is immune to becoming a refugee. It can happen to anyone, right? As human beings, uh, we need to care for someone, if someone is suffering, we need to help each other. Yeah. So it's a human right. And I think, I think that's what we're missing sometimes in some of these conversations. Uh, you know, the fact that we are actually just like the next person standing next to you, we have the same needs, you know, as far as rights go, right. We have the same things. We need shelter. We need um, safety. We need, you know, uh, food. We need, you know, all those things are essential. Yeah, and that's why they're there. As I mentioned, um, the refugees, their rights are protected under the Canadian Charter of Rights because they do have a right to life, yeah. just like you and I. They have right to liberty, right to security. And anyone, any human being, when your life, liberty, and security is at stake, you need protection. So it's not even something that should be questioned about it. I mean, the, the Charter says it too, right? Uh, it's the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. And so... Why shouldn't other people experience the same freedom as you and I are? Everyone's right. As I said, refugees, they come in, they work. They work hard. When we look at even with COVID, what has been happening, a lot of migrants have been actually, uh, a lot of refugees have been actually helping out. One of the most vulnerable populations have been helping out in this, in this country. 
right? At a time that some people were in their homes, in their uh, being safe, they were out there working. So it's important days like this for us to celebrate and to continue pushing, right? Yeah. In terms of protecting this right. Now you, you work with a lot of refugees. And so I'm curious, can you share with us some of the things that we may not know, right? About some of the you know challenges that a refugee would go through um, when they first come to a new place, right? What are some of the barriers that they might face? Uh, mm-hmm. Just so we have a better you know, vantage point as to what they're actually going through. And I think that's going to help people to really be more empathetic towards and, and be more supportive. What are some of the things that we can do as individuals? But before we get to that question, I just want to know, what are some of the barriers they, that they might experience? Well, I mean, definitely, I mean, when we think about life, liberty and, you know, security, it's like, you know, you need a place to stay, right? Yeah. Um, you were forced to leave your country. This was not an option. You had to leave your country. Right. right. Uh, so when you come into a new country, there's a lot of things that you, you're really starting from scratch again. Right. So finding a place, things are important to you and I having a home. Right. Access to food, access to employment, access to education. Um, and the list goes on. And it's important that, you know, when refugees come, they are welcomed and they have access to these resources. Uh, they have um, connections with the with, uh, with the community. There's a lot of um, agencies out there, newcomer agencies that are out there, that are supporting uh, many refugees. As a city like Toronto, do we have, in your opinion, um, do we have enough resources and, and organizations out there that are able to support refugees when they come? There's many or- organizations out there that are helping out, depending on the needs. That doesn't mean that. We don't need to do more. We still need to do more, right, in various areas. I mean, with COVID, a lot of um, refugees have experienced many challenges in terms of financial security, uh, food security, um, housing. Housing continues to be a major issue, right? If you don't have a place to stay, you know, it makes it very difficult for you to navigate any resources. Access to health care, right? Dental, dental care. Well, some people have access to dental, dental care. Many other refugees, I mean, they don't have access to that, right? So there's a lot of things that needs to be done in terms of social determinants of health. Mm-hmm. But again, there are agencies out there, uh, my agency and many other agencies out there that are here to welcome refugees, not only at the local level, but at the international level. And you will see as we celebrate Refugee Rights Day, not only at the local level level here in Toronto, but also at the national level, there are various events yeah. um, to celebrate this milestone. And uh, for today in particular in itself, Okasi uh, will be doing an event from 1 to 2 p.m., which they will have some refugee speakers, um, musicians will be performing. Uh, it, it's a virtual event. Mm-hmm. And there will be a refugee rights day proclamation by um, our mayor, uh, John Tory. So that's at the uh, local level. But um, at the national level, we will have our Canadian Council for Refugees doing an event as well um, later on in the evening. So I would encourage everyone uh, to participate. Um, and not only today, right? Mm-hmm. When we're celebrating Refugee Rights Day, find an agency out there that works with refugees and provide your time. I mean, it's a two-way process, right? So while you're working with a refugee, I'm not saying helping, right? right. Because again, they come in with, um, um, they're resilient, they're agents of their own recovery. 
So while you're working with a refugee, you're learning as well. And you can also volunteer. Volunteer with an agency, whether it's, uh, if you speak an additional language, you can be an interpreter. Uh, you can be someone who's helping them navigate um, within the city, within different resources um, out there. But there's a lot that we can do. And that's that's the thing. I was I'm glad you mentioned those things because I was wondering how do we support as individuals if we are not necessarily directly connected to um, an organization, right? So I guess you mentioned some of those ideas so we can connect with uh, an agency and be a volunteer and assist our time, you know, give our time that way, I guess, right? Exactly, yeah. I mean, you can go to Okasi if you go to Okasi. Okay. And you will see there are a lot of members out there. Um Okasi members and you'll find many other agencies that work with refugees and pick one and volunteer your time. It can be once a week, once a month. And the little time that you're offering makes a big difference. Right. You know, you can be a friend with a refugee and those things are priceless, that connection, right? Because when you think about it, many of the refugees who are coming, I mean, they were in families, they had families, right? So coming to a new country where you're by yourself, starting all over again, but meeting someone who welcomes you, Mm. right? Making those connections, it's priceless. Yeah. It goes beyond, you know, medication. Right. Right. right? Uh, and those are some of the things uh, that we can do. Um, and also financially, in, ter- in terms of donation. Right. All those things help out. And when, when you say donation, you're talking about donating to the agencies that are supporting refugees directly, the correct? Charity. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And you'll find a list of them uh, on Okasi. So for those listening, uh, if you're not sure what OCASI stands for, it's the Ontario Council of Agencies Serving Immigrants, right? So, and, and refugees are obviously a part yeah. of that, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you can check out the website. It's OCASI.org and um, you can get all the information, the campaigns and, and, and all that stuff that's happening, the programs that are available and learn more about, um, you know, uh, Refugee Rights Day and, and other things that's that's going on around the, the country and, and the city. Um, I'm curious, you know, uh, you've been very, very helpful with this. How can someone continue to dive into this? Is it just Okasi's website that they can kind of really dive in deep if they want to get involved um, in, in a more, I guess, an, at a, an extensive way? Okasi, as I said, it has a list. We are a member, mm-hmm. and we, meaning I work for the Canadian Centre for Victims of Torture. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we specifically work with uh, survivors of war, uh, torture, crimes against humanity, and genocide. Um, so there's a lot of things that you can do. Uh, we're always looking for volunteers. Uh, the volunteers are the heart of our agency, right? right. Uh, while staff work Monday to Saturday, we have volunteers who are available in the evening on a Sunday night. A day like, you know, um, a day when everyone is in their homes. Mm-hmm. Um, many of our volunteers are out there helping out in various ways, whether it's practicing their English through English conversation, tutoring uh, for a lot of families who have um, children who have been, especially with, with the lockdown from COVID, um, it has impacted many of our clients, right? Yeah. Where English is their additional language and trying to navigate through a uh, um, to the educational system and getting a tutor, which is expensive. Our volunteers are out there providing one-to-one tutoring right. for free. Wow. Right. Uh, they're providing computer literacy 
digital literacy has been a big one for many of our, of our seniors, but volunteers have been there um, to help them out to learn how to use even the basic things of computers, right? Wow. Um, when we have events and, you know, now that we're resuming back to um, in-person services a little bit more, our volunteers will continue to be with us in language instruction classes, in many of our activities. Volunteers are involved in so many things that we do. Um, so you can go to our website, which is www.ccdt.org, and you will see all the activities um, and um, programs that we do. And um, if anyone is interested, they can definitely um, get involved. Wow. Well, listen, I want to thank you. I really want to thank you for sharing all this information. Um, is there anything that I forgot to bring up that you can share with us about, um, you know, Refugee Rights Day that I think would be beneficial to others? Anything that we missed? Um, I think all I'll say is get involved, get involved. We hope that you will join us tomorrow. We are in uh, working in collaboration with Okasi, as I mentioned. Um, if you go to Okasi, the event is more 1 to 2 p.m. And please join, get involved. Um, there's a lot of work that needs to be done and we cannot do it on our own and we need everyone to pitch in at this very difficult time. There's a lot of terrible things happening around this world um, and the community is the one that's the solution. And when we all put our hands together, um, there's nothing that we cannot do. So please do get involved. Thank you so much. Now, before I let you go, I'm curious, is there a link uh, or an email that we need to um, share with the public so that they can actually get involved for, to, uh, for the event, uh, the virtual event, or get, you know, get, get access to it and be able to be a part of it? Well, if you go to Ocasi.org on their Facebook, you oh, should be able to on their get Facebook it. page? Is that what you said, on their Facebook, Facebook page? Yeah, it should be there. Perfect. So what I'll do is I'll put that link in there as well so people can get involved and actually tune in and, and celebrate, celebrate. Mm-hmm. Man, Balu, I want to thank you for, for, you know, coming on and sharing this information in such a, a timely manner. Uh, for the listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in again, and I hope you go out and support. Make sure you click all the links that's in the description that I'm going to put in there so that you can actually go out and support and celebrate and welcome all the new refugees into the country. Thank you again. Thank you so much, Derek. It's a pleasure. Always. Thank you so much. Always. We'll talk soon.